This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 119 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. What was with that delay, Steve? Uh... Super Bowl Steve hangover? You confused me. I thought I went at the wrong time. <laughs> I was like, not again. <laughs> well, Hold they- on. Can I adjust my mic, please? Thank you. It, it, has your oh, mic Sammy, been successfully you adjusted? to adjust your mic. God. <laughs> Sammy, I'm, I'm not editing this out. I'm leaving this in, by the way. No. <laughs> oh, yes. no. It's getting left in. I'm not editing that. Oops, sorry. I just bumped into my desk. Okay, why don't we get on with the episode? So, <laughs> we've got a great episode planned, as always. we got a special request for a song analysis by a very special Taylor Talk listener. But, of course, we have a bunch of things to get through before we get to that point. First, I wanted to do a quick Grammy follow-up because we've gotten a lot of feedback on that since we released our Grammy episode last week. So, let's open it up with a voicemail from Shania. Hi, guys. It's Shania from Australia. And if Swifties rule the world, we would be in charge of the Grammys. I think that's enough said. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I agree. But in all seriousness, though, um, there's a few things we didn't get a chance to discuss last week because they didn't happen till after our episode. Like, everybody making fun of Taylor's headbanging. And I didn't realize, like, how widespread that would become until... People started making videos with, you know, the little karate guy kicking her head. And like, why is everyone doing that? I think it's because they've never seen that before because most people don't do that. And that's I mean, it's not a problem like that's just her 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 own style. And I like it, but I could see how people who don't usually see her do that be kind of thrown off, you know, like, oh, my God, is she going to snap her neck like? You know what I mean? But like even the first different. time I saw her do that, like on tour, I didn't think anything of it. That's I, just how you... I actually did. I was like, oh my God, like she's getting into it. That's just how you dance at a piano. How else do you dance at a piano? Right. I don't know. I've never I danced know, at I a just, piano. <laughs> I feel like she's like been, her voice has been improving so much in the past couple years that like people aren't used to like not being able to make fun of her vocals. And now that they can't, they're like just scrambling for stuff like, oh, she moves her head around a lot. God, why does she do that? You know, like it's like <laughs> they just have nothing better to talk about. And it's, for it, yeah, exactly. It, it's funny because I saw a Facebook post from our friend Abby, who Steve is going to marry one day. Steve just doesn't know it yet. Oh, okay. well, are you like planning his life for him? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, is Abby down with this? I'm concerned. Yeah, maybe you should ask her. Okay, I'll ask later. But either way, what she said was, I love that Taylor sounded amazing at the Grammys, and people can't say she sounded awful or she can't sing live. So they've moved on to, she flipped her hair too much, and why was she giving a dirty look at the end? You know you really killed it when the only thing people can come up with to complain about was you flipping your hair. That's true. Very true. That's a true statement right there. But I don't know. Steve, what were we talking about the other day? We had a great post Grammys discussion. Do you remember what we were talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. We were we were all over the board about it. But, you know, it just there's so much that was going on where they kept showing about the headbanging and also, you know, her reaction when they were announcing album of the year. And, you know, they focused so much attention on that. And, you know, I think our big problem was the Grammys themselves and all the advertising that CBS did seem to keep showcasing Taylor and then you go and you invite her and you make her perform and then you give her absolutely no awards at all. I feel like they were using her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she I was think that's happening with shows a lot recently. Like mm-hmm. they invite her because they know that it's going to make people watch, but they're like not giving her the awards anymore for some reason. It's very aggravating. Yeah. Well, Steve, I'm putting you on the spot again because there was something you said that was really relevant in that discussion. I'm drawing a blank on what it was. (sighs) Apparently, (laughs) Steve is too. Well, well, part of it I know was we were discussing the fact that the Grammys could say, uh, I think it was because of how they pick the winners and it being underdogs and such. 
because they could easily go and say, oh, well, we picked this person because, you know, it's not based on chart performance. It's not based on album sales because that's the only way they could justify it. Otherwise, how in the world could they not give one of those four awards to Taylor? I just remembered what you said, Steve. Okay, good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Since you couldn't. It was in reference to Daft Punk winning. And something we mentioned on the last episode was how out of all five albums in that album of the year category, how that one deserved at least. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Steve, when you told me, you're like, well, they did exactly what they needed it to do. And that is that it got everybody talking about the Grammys. That is their sole purpose. They're just after ratings and they choose the winners in the best interest of their ratings. Getting people to tune in. Now, do you remember? Because it's one of those water cooler talks on, you know, Monday morning where everyone goes, can't you believe, you know, Daft Punk won album of the year? And how did that happen? And everything along the lines of that, because Daft Punk, that album was okay. That song, the song was good. I I have that album. I do not see any way that album of the year. Seriously, if you want proof of that, go listen to that album yourself. Make your own conclusion. But I can guarantee you, you'll agree with me that it did not deserve album of the year. Well, Steve, I think we can all agree that they gave it to Daft Punk to get people talking because a a quote that uh, actually Shania, who just uh, left that voicemail, emailed in, said something, and I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of, I can't believe two guys who can't even speak for themselves won over a girl who speaks for us all. I saw a lot of tweets like that. Wow. That's That's good. That's powerful. So the fact that these guys showed up in their helmets, so the, the one thing that we all found so disrespectful that they couldn't even say a proper thank you when they were given the highest award, that's what everyone's talking about. And that's what the Grammys wanted. They wanted yeah. two guys to win who are a total embarrassment because now everyone's talking about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Exactly. And there's too many award shows, too. <laughs> there's way too many. Oh, my goodness. Sammy's like, I know, I have to update all if I'm on (laughs) T-Swift.tour. I used to love having award shows, and now I'm just like, oh my god, there's like one a week. (laughs) Yeah, but I I just thought that was interesting, and I wanted to share some of the information we've gotten since the Grammys themselves. But let's move on with the episode. I have a big announcement to make, which you guys already know what it is, but everyone listening doesn't. We're finally launching another contest. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you guys I'm remember back. Win. What? I said I'm going to win. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. I hate to tell you you're ineligible being on the panel, but oh, keep your man. hopes up. <laughs> so if you guys remember during the 13 days of Taylor promotion back in December, uh, Taylor Nation 13 gave us a few lithographs to give away. We gave away one immediately, and now we have another one to give away now that Red Tour is kicking off again in Europe. We decided it was the appropriate time. So you can enter to win at taylortalk.org slash contest. There's a couple different ways to enter. For one entry each, you have to follow taylortalk13, which is our Twitter, and taylornation13, who provided us with the prize. All right. Those are two entries that are mandatory for additional entries. One each. You can like us on Facebook as well as tweet a pre-written tweet that is in the entry form on that page. So you'll see it. And then the big one for an extra five entries. And you can do this every single day. You can enter a special code word that we are only going to reveal right here on Taylor Talk. But I'm not going to say it till the end of the episode. So you got to hang tight. You have to listen to us. Oh, my gosh. That (laughs) probably really stinks. You have to sit and listen to us for the next half hour or so. I I think they can figure out how to fast forward if they have to. I was just going to say Steve! Don't tell them the secret. (laughs) But hopefully this next part that we're going to get to will be very good, and you'll miss out on a lot if you don't Well, courtesy of Steve, who just ruined it for everyone who was going to fast forward to the end, it's going to be somewhere in the middle during our main discussion. Ooh. I'm going to interrupt the discussion <laughs> randomly at some point and give the special code word. That's Sweet. actually smarter. Thanks, Steve. For yeah, that's way smarter than <laughs> doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, for details and the rules and everything like that, just go to taylortalk.org slash contest. There's an entry form there to enter. It is open globally. Anyone in the world can enter, which kind of makes sense because it is celebrating the Red Tour in Europe. So... <laughs> Go visit taylortalk.org slash contest. 
Diane? Yes? What has been going on in the Taylor News lately? Well, let me tell you. The nominations for the Academy of Country Music Awards were announced last week, and Taylor received five nominations. She is nominated for Single Record of the Year, Video of the Year, and Vocal Event of the Year, which are all for um, the song Highway Don't Care with Tim McGraw and Keith Urban. She's also nominated for Female Vocalist of the Year and Entertainer of the Year. The winner for Entertainer of the Year is is determined by a combination of votes from the ACM members and fan voting. Fan voting for the ACMs begin on oh begin at voteacm.com on March 24th. Stay tuned to the podcast and Twitter for reminders. The 49th annual ACM Awards will air on April 6th at 8 7 Central. Woo, that was a mouthful. Yeah, a lot of information. And I'm pretty excited. Diane and I got seat filler passes for the award show. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna be cool. We're going to be there. Unfortunately, we won't be able to live tweet, though, because when you're a seat filler, they uh, make you leave your phones behind. Yeah, they don't want you to um, take pictures of the talent around. So we won't be able to live tweet, but I'm Steve sure will. someone else will. Or Maya. Or Sammy. <laughs> Sammy can do double duty. Let's see Sammy do both <laughs> accounts. T-Swift on Twitter and Taylor <laughs> At the same time. I have time. a computer and a phone. I can make it work. I can make it work. Right. Not really. That would be bad. <laughs> that would Let's be not. very stressful for you, Sammy. We, we <laughs> won't not. make you do that. It was more Let's of a joke than anything. <laughs> but, Sammy, speaking of T-Swift on tour, can you please give us our Red Tour update? Well, of course I can. The Red Tour started back up this again this weekend. Yay! Yay. Uh, Taylor's first stop on her very short European tour was London. She played the first of five, uh, the first two of five shows at London's O2 Arena. Taylor brought You Belong With Me back to the main stage after playing acoustic in Australia and New Zealand. With her bringing it back to the main stage, that meant she was bringing back the secret songs. On Saturday, February 1st, yesterday, the secret song was Fearless. Taylor cut begin again before heading back to the main stage where she had a surprise for London, a special guest. Taylor brought out her best friend and co-writer, Ed Sheeran, and the two of them, along with Taylor's band, played Ed's hit song, Lego House. On Sunday, February 2nd, the secret song was 15 after a fan requested it in Club Red on Saturday night. Taylor again left out Begin Again, and the special guest was British singer Sam Smith, and he and Taylor sang his new single, Money On My Mind. Taylor's next show is Tuesday, February 3rd, again at London's O2 Arena. Sammy, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for reading that off, Sammy, for us. So how about that uh, guy that rushed the stage and jumped on stage at the first show in London? Oh, my gosh. This has happened to her several times this tour. I've never seen someone, like, get that far on the stage, though. Like, he was all the way at the top of the steps. How did he, he do that? He gave her a note. Like, oh, he did? He, yeah, he was, like, legit. Like, He had a plan. Oh, I thought he was just shaking hands with her. No, no, no. He gave, no, her, he a gave her a note. Yep. Where is security? <laughs> Seriously. They, well, there's a photo of him giving her the note, and she's, like, all smiles, which is clearly, like, she's so scared, but she's like, yay, let's shake hands. And then her two security guards, there's another photo of him, of them taking him down the stage and off, off the stage. Okay, if Taylor would like, I will personally volunteer to be a security guard at her shows and I guarantee nobody will get on stage. And funny story about that, but someone created a Twitter account for this guy. Like we don't know if it, we don't think it was the real guy, but like someone created a fan of a Twitter account for him and then it got suspended. (laughs) Oh, really? really? (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. I hope that note had something about Taylor, please send bail money to get me out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point, Steve. But I just thought that was really interesting. So I guess we'll uh, stay tuned to see who the rest of the special guests are going to be, if she still has special guests coming well, out. Well, Taylor reportedly in Club Red last night said that there was going to be another one on the 4th, which is Tuesday, and then the best one is the one on the 10th. The best one is the one on the 10th. What does that mean, no. best one? Best is a matter of opinion. Because I feel it like Ed Sheeran like, awesome. like the most famous like... one or maybe the one that her favorite one. But then that would make me sad because like, that would mean that Ed wasn't the best one. I yeah, vote I for Paul Potts. <laughs> I vote for Bring Paul... Paul Potts out to sing some opera. Yeah, yeah that would yeah. fit well with the, with the theme. They could totally like duet Sweeter Than Fiction. <laughs> She's going to go more like... Oh, that would be interesting if she brought out um, 
Jack and they sang Sweeter Than Fiction together. Mm-hmm. That would be really Ooh. cool. That could be very that could be cool, no, but is fun? I don't even know what fun is doing with their lives right now. Like, are they in London? I don't London? know that she would bring out all of fun, just him, though. Yeah, I guess maybe he could fly to London just to do that. I don't know. That would be interesting. They're big, I famous rock that. stars. They can fly wherever they want, whenever they want, to do whatever <laughs> they sure want. I'm pretty sure Taylor just sends her private jet to this person, and they're like, just they're like, come, come to me. Come to me, I am Taylor. I that it would be funny if she had One Direction as a special guest. Yeah, that would be very yep. interesting. <laughs> she should do it. That would make the I world go so. crazy. Twitter would freak out. Maybe that would make some of those ridiculously angry fans calm down a bit. I don't know. I agree with that. Doubt it, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you for we're the update. We're gonna come back next week, and it's gonna have happened, and we're gonna be like, Adam, remember that time you said you doubt it? <clears throat> Sammy, I was in the <laughs> middle of talking. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I was just trying to thank you for the update, Sammy, and then you were rubbing something in my face while I was being <laughs> nice to you. I try. That's my job. But. Anyway, I'll repeat it. Thank you for the update, Sammy. Remember, guys, if you want uh, to see Sammy's tweets from T-Swift on tour, you'll go get them. Go follow them. They give down-to-the-minute updates on Taylor's whole life because they're stalkers. <laughs> and they got 147,000 followers today. And for guess who got 13,000 followers? These guys. Nah. We're all hitting landmarks. But uh, seriously, uh, thank you, Sam, for doing that update. On to our main discussion. We got a very special request from a very special Taylor Talk listener who just uh, emailed in for the first time recently. And we've been emailing up and back, and she's very nice. Her name is Grace and requested that we do a song analysis on Girl at Home, which <laughs> is from the Red Deluxe Edition. So who wants to just give a brief overview of what the song's about? I feel like I've been talking too much. Not all at um, once. Okay, it's a, <laughs> it's a song about... It's essentially, it's a song about Taylor getting hit on by a guy who she knows has a girlfriend and she's pretty much telling him you need to stop because you have a girlfriend and this is not the right thing to do so yeah that's yeah. basically it yeah. that sums it up that is it in a nutshell now what i find very odd about this song is it's upbeat tune considering yeah. the subject matter yeah, to me that doesn't mesh well. Like the song, it sounds very happy, very positive, but when you listen to the lyrics and think about what it's about, it's a very like serious topic, but it's being portrayed in this really positive way, which I don't know, like I don't understand that. that but that's like, kind of similar to how she did 22 and that like it's a very, I mean, you know, she's talking about growing older and, you know, all that kind of stuff and it's a very happy upbeat bubblegum song it's the same kind of thing yeah but the subject matter of 22 isn't quite as touchy as this one depends on how you look at it i've read a lot of articles that are like you know she's talking about facing mortality and blah 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 blah. i don't know if the upbeatness of the song is more because she was just feeling sort of like sassy and like it just came out like that that's true i suppose you could interpret it as sassy like almost like she's trying to scold him just can you imagine if this song was like really slow and like it just i feel like that wouldn't work more no i mean like if you like listen to it with like a sad beautiful tragic kind of music like like an unbearable song yeah that would be (laughs) not i am very curious to know who this song is about because i'm wondering why taylor was compelled to include this on this album googled that because i wanted to see what the hidden message was to see if i could figure it out um but her you know extra songs on the target exclusive copy don't have secret messages um and i was reading an article on yahoo written by chris williams and he said he was i think it said that he was like 85 percent sure that it was about harry styles which Mm, I I i don't know that i agree with that I mean, there's no proof, really. Like, did did he give proof or she? I don't remember. The female or male writer. No, he was just saying that he assumed it, that, you know, it was talking about having girls in different, you know, ports, and that seemed like a logical Harry Styles thing to do. I'm just quoting it. Don't shoot the okay. messenger. Like, um, I feel like if you're just going to be like, well, this sounds like a ladies' man. What? That's like half the men that in Hollywood. Like, yeah, I don't think you I can mean, just be like... 
it's probably Harry Styles because he's the only one who hangs out with multiple girls. Like, no. But I was talking about this with Adam the other day and I was like, I was trying to rack my brain thinking of like all the guys that we know that she's been connected to. Like, but none of them, at least in my head, none of them had girlfriends previous to hanging with Taylor. So I kind of feel like this is like, I guess it's possible that it's about somebody like way, way, way before, or even just someone in general, because Taylor does write songs where it's not necessarily about someone in particular. That's like, that's true. It could have been maybe like, I'm thinking if she had like a friend who was like, oh my God, you will never guess what happened to me. Yeah. And then I she mean, like. Turned I mean, it into now a song. was like that. She didn't. She wasn't at the altar in someone, and she had to say, "Speak now." Like that was written yeah. about a friend that she told someone to do it. You know, like, it's a hard one because she hasn't really talked about it ever. No, no. she's kept it really quiet, which, which is actually. Sorry, Adam. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, which is really interesting because, you know, just thinking about who it could be about. You know, one of my first instincts was, oh, maybe it's not about someone we're familiar with. But then I also think something made Taylor want to include this on the album, and that's why she added it into the deluxe tracks. I don't know. Like, the only person that I can think is, like, maybe, like, Zac Efron? But they were such good friends, though. I just don't see that happening. I know they were friends, but it's not like, this song is not about her dating someone. It's about her getting hit on. Yeah. Which totally could have happened. Yeah. I Um, don't know. But actually, I was talking, I was thinking about this when I was reading what we were going to talk about. And I feel like a lot of the songs on whether it was the bonus tracks on the, um, you know, Target exclusives or it was the Platinum edition. I feel like those songs are almost more personal because they're almost more written for, you know, her quote unquote hardcore fans that she knows will go to the store and buy the album rather than just buying it on iTunes. Not that there's anything wrong with buying it on iTunes, but I feel like they're more personal and that she knows that only certain people are going to hear these songs. Um, And that kind of makes them, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, Yeah. Well, someone refresh <laughs> someone refresh my memory. Should have said no was about someone in high school, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I believe so, yes. So is it possible that maybe this song, the reason she kind of threw it in a deluxe rather than a main album, could have been this from the same scenario, but taking a look at it from the other side? Oh, and well, maybe thinking that she wished that the girl so, had reacted. She kind of she references that it's happened to her before. So I don't think it would be talking about the same situation because I think that the reference that she makes in the song is to the should have said no situation. Yeah, that's so, true. Like, I don't think she would be referencing it if she was writing about the same thing. It's kind of like talking about something that happened in the past. That's yeah. a good point, but there is still a correlation there then. Well, it's the same no, yeah, type I of think awful there's situation. Clearly a, like a relationship between the two. Um yeah, whereas uh, um, it would be a fine proposition if I was a stupid girl, and yeah, I might go with it if I hadn't once been just like her. Oh. So it's like... I don't like, like that line. Why? Why? Because, wait, because she says, I might go with it if I hadn't been just like her. That makes it sound like that she would do it if she didn't know how it felt to be cheated on. I don't interpret I it like that. Would. I don't interpret it like that. I interpret no. that differently as learning from her mistake. She was in a similar situation before and is familiar with the situation and being able to recognize the signs in that situation. That's true. That's I how I, I interpret it. I think she might have just way. like in the context of context of the song been trying to find a different way to say that mm-hmm. because in the other pre chorus it was it would be a fine proposition if I was a stupid girl, but honey, I'm no one's exception. This I have previously learned. So oh. it's like she, I think she was maybe I don't know. I think she's maybe just trying to like find another way to to sort of say that. But at the same time, I sort of agree with you, Diane, that there is kind of a problematic feeling there that like, oh, like I would do this if mm-hmm. like this hadn't happened to me before. So it's almost like she kind of likes this guy. But at the same time, it's like because this happened to her before, she's like, OK, no, I can't do this you're being a bad person yeah but she's also and, saying if i was a stupid girl so what she's saying is yeah. that she it has now learned from a situation in the past and can recognize the signs she's smarter now because of it so i think that's what she means when she says 
um, that I might go with it is if she were stupid, she wouldn't be able to recognize what he was doing. Does anybody see that as being a little derogatory, though? Like, calling it like I would think more like a naive girl or something like that, saying stupid girl. I I don't know. It just. So you think it's derogatory towards people who do fall for that mistake? Or well, I think it's, it's kind it's of more mistake. like insulting him. Like, yeah. like if I was an idiot, I would do this, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So, like, like it's more like he, she's insulting him for thinking that she is, like, naive enough or dumb enough to actually, like, do that. So I think she's more like insulting his opinion of women than other women. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. I don't think it has to do with the girl. I think, if anything, it's more of a dig at the girl who did it to her. Mm-hmm. Because that girl was clearly not smart enough to know better. Okay, pause, time out. Code word. Thanks, oh, dude. I just got scared. Yeah, oh, no, I was I like, what did, did we do wrong? wrong? Oh, this is for the contest. Okay. The contest. <laughs> The contest we announced earlier, I said there would be a code word that you can enter in the entry form for a bonus five entries. The code word this week is going to be T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle? That reminds me of that rap song. I'm like eight foot four, blonde hair to the flow. Yeah, so that T-Swizzle. So it's T-S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E. T-Swizzle. Go over to taylortalk.org slash contest. And enter that code for an additional five entries. All right. Back to the show, guys. Sorry for the interruption. Where were we? <laughs> uh, we were talking about the lyrics. About the lyrics. I know. I threw everybody off. Does anyone have any favorite lyrics they pull from this line that are, like, really powerful to them, really strong, really jump out? Because well, there's something that, like, jumped out to me. I I, I can start it. Well, what jumped out to you, Adam? <laughs> Thanks, Maya. I love the sarcasm. Uh, Anyway, it's not sarcasm. I'm curious. No, in the uh, in in the second verse there, when she says to do what's upstanding and right, it's kind of like a code. Yeah, Uh, I really like that because it's kind of like you know, I don't don't know. Girl code. I was gonna say, do girls have girl code? Because guys definitely have guy code. We have the whole like bros before hoes uh, concept there. I think our our big one is like, don't date your friend's ex and don't. Yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, I think kind of like the situation, like you wouldn't, you shouldn't hook up with someone that you know has a girlfriend, even if they don't seem to care. Like, it's like, it's on you to be like, no, this is a, this is wrong. Like you have a girl at home huh? and like, you know, you can't. <laughs> nice pun. Like, Maya. that's just, thank you. And it's just like, not the right thing to do. I really like. The, I, I guess it's the bridge. I'm not a musical person, so I could be making yes, that up. But I, I also like the bridge, Sammy. Where she's like, call a cab, lose my number. You're about to lose your girl. Call a cab, lose my number. Let's consider this lesson learned. Yeah, that is pretty good. That's a good spot, Sammy. Mm-hmm. I like the end, like the very end. Because like, before that in the chorus, it's like, I see you turn off your phone and now you've got me alone. At the end, she changes it to want to see you pick up your phone and tell her you're coming home. Like that is know. good. I now really I like the, the. Now I have the picture of Zac Efron in my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want this song to be about Zac Efron. <laughs> it's probably not Sammy. Don't worry. Well, my really accurate. <laughs> Maya, I really like the visual element of that line, like being like, no, 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 no. You're gonna make this better now. You're gonna fix what you just did, or what you tried to do, what he almost did. Yeah. yeah. And then it just, for me, I don't know, somehow it conjures up this, like, really sad image of some, like, girl, like, sitting at home with a cell phone, like, wondering where her boyfriend is. I don't know. I know. <laughs> well, I also like it, too, because you remember a couple episodes ago when we talked about Innocent and how it has an underlying theme of forgiveness. And this, I think, is another example of that. Like, Taylor's basically, like, saying, hey, this isn't going to happen with me. You're making a mistake right now, but I forgive you because like, you, you can call her and make it better. Chance, though, you can fix it. Yeah, right. like I'm, I'm letting wrong. you off easy. You mm-hmm. call her up and you Taylor go home, and we are lot. never going to talk about this again. Like, <laughs> except for when I lot. put it on my multi-platinum album. But besides <laughs> that, like a lot of haters just sit there and they're like, "Oh, you know, Taylor blames the guy. Like she needs to blame herself." But one thing that Taylor also does, as I'm listing songs in my head, is that she 
acknowledges the faults in the whole situation and then basically says, I forgive you. Like, you were a dumb idiot, but I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yeah, a very like, forgiving person. You be person. the bigger person and go fix it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm giving you the chance to do the right thing now. Yeah, that was that was good. I'm glad you uh, pointed out that line, Maya, because there's a lot to it. More than meets the eye, at least. Or the ear, since it's a song. <laughs> but, Steve, what what have you got? I haven't heard from you in a while. I miss you, buddy. Where have you been? Oh, I'd go with both either Sammy's or Maya's lines. Those are okay. Those so Steve's just gonna way. cheat and like get out of talking here for a minute. <laughs> sure. I actually uh, no, have seriously. One oh, throughout the lines, those are those are the ones that I thought were the best. Okay, Diane, what have you got? Um, I actually have one that's different. Um, I believe it's in the um second verse. She says, "You're the kind of man who makes me sad." While she wakes up, you chase down the newest thing and take for granted what you had. I like how she calls him sad because. To me, I would be mad at him. I'd be like, you are a jerk. What are you doing? But instead, she's like, I feel sorry for you. Like, you have this great thing and you don't understand. Like, she kind of, I don't know, switched things up a little bit, I feel like. Yeah. Which is good. That good. goes back to her tone of her or her underlying tone of forgiveness mm-hmm. that you don't quite see on the surface, but definitely is there if you go deeper. And that's part of her unique writing talent i think that's what differentiates taylor and her writing abilities from a lot of newer artists who simply are telling stories and what you see is what you get mm-hmm. yeah so those are definitely some good lines does anyone have a good idea for the director's chair how could you could make this into a music video i have a thought may Sammy i got on <laughs> um so i actually think about this a lot not just this song in general but i've always kind of envisioned a a music video for taylor where taylor's not in it at all and it's like you hear her voice singing but it's like other people so you almost would see like some random guy and some random girl like going through the situation and then like maya said before with you know the girl sitting alone with her cell phone waiting for him to call but so that it's not you know, actually about Taylor because, like, that kind of goes along with our thoughts on the song in general. Um, so it's kind of like a soundtrack for the situation rather than Taylor being in the situation. That could be cool. I kind of yeah, like that idea. I think because... that could be interesting. Yeah, it's like, I like the way Ed does all his videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ed does it because he believes it should be about the music, not about him. And yeah. I think with this, something we kind of. I guess hinted at, I don't know if we really went too far into the fact that this may be about someone completely different in a situation that Taylor observed rather than was part of herself. And I think, Sammy, your vision of using other people and just having Taylor's song basically as a voiceover for the video would kind of make sense if that is the situation, if it is, in fact, somebody else's situation. But, I mean, even if it's not, it's something that you could do to just show that it's a situation that anybody could be in where i feel like i mean obviously taylor's been in all these situations she's not just making them up but a lot of them in her music videos are glorified and glamorized and you know in that situation it's great and beautiful and awesome but you know sometimes just being simple and being like this can happen to any girl makes it more interesting right Um, now i was just reading through the lyrics and kind of came up with a vision for a music video for it. I see a guy who is very charming, kind of like Steve over here, <laughs> wearing a black That's tie. That's what made me think of Zac Efron, too, because he yeah. seems like this kind of guy. Then again, Harry Styles also, and I, I get that point. But Well, I was actually, I like, I, I'm joking about Steve, not that he's not a charming guy, but he's not who I envisioned <laughs> for this story. Well, he, Steve would never do this. Yeah, but no, no I was but actually if Taylor asked him to. He he would do anything. Uh, anyways, I was actually more. <laughs> D- Diane might appreciate this. I was actually more thinking of like Leonardo DiCaprio at one of his Great Gatsby parties. Ooh. But he's in love Ooh. with Daisy. Well, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about that visual. I'm not right. talking about him as a character. I'm talking about the visual where you have this guy who's very. Um, an, an attractive guy, very suave, mm-hmm. very charming, going through the crowd, you know, speaking with ladies. And the reason I say in a party situation is because of the line that's repeated throughout that everybody knows it. Uh, you know, everyone knows that that he's got the girl at home. And then, of course, there would be cutaways to the actual girl at home who would be completely clueless to the fact that he's at some big soiree, 
you know, flirting it up with all these other ladies. I can see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you could also tone that down and have it be like a bunch of high school kids because that would also work too, where it's like, you know, they're at a party and like he's like trying to mess around with, you know, this innocent girl and then the other girls at home. It would be the same situation. It doesn't have to be a fancy party. Well, Sammy, <laughs> I was just saying how I envisioned it. <laughs> I like I like the way you envision it there. It's better. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> or were you talking to Sammy? No, I was talking to you. Oh, no, thanks, like, buddy. Yes. I'm glad you got my back there. At least someone yeah. does because Sammy hates me. No. <laughs> does anyone else have an idea? Well, Adam, I actually was thinking the same along along the lines of a party and, and such. Uh, and then I kind of mixed it up because I was like, you know what? There's other situations that this could play into. Uh, for instance, almost uh, like a workplace Oh, yeah. For instance, that would that would be an interesting way to see that as the premise where it's, you know, two co-workers and, you know, it's the same sort of situation. But the only part that's a little strange is that calling a cab part, because that almost does seem like you were out partying and you have to call a cab and go home, that kind of thing. But I don't know. Some people might have to call a cab to leave work for the day or whatever. So that was my version of it. That's possible. I like the workplace idea because that's really? another situation where everybody kind of knows everyone's business. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And everybody is nosy about people's business, too. It's a very <laughs> gossipy setting. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Taylor already did an office space uh, setting for the Hours music video. So. Well, it was a bonus track on another album, so why not another office one for a bonus track on a non-red? There you go, Steve. Diane, Maya, anyone? I don't know if this song would make a good video. Like, that's my problem, because I feel like this moment that is this song is very, very small. Like, it's maybe possibly, like, a minute long. Like, this guy tries to make a move on her, and she's like, no, you need to back off. Like, that's basically all it is. You know what I mean? It is, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of the stuff that she's trying to do with the song is very visual. Like, just even the title, Girl at Home, lends itself to, like, creating a visual thing. That's a good point. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, that's true. I suppose you could make it into more if you wanted to. So, Maya, how how would you direct it then, knowing that there's all these visual elements in there? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be interesting to sort of, like, come up with with an entire sort of backstory to it. Like, I don't know, like, like maybe maybe there's a reason that that he's hitting on her like maybe he just had a fight with his girlfriend is therefore going to this party and sees her and like you know just because he's feeling sad wants to do that I don't know like I feel like you could take it sort of like a lot of different directions that aren't necessarily like stated in the song but I mean I do because like other people mentioned it does feel like it would be sort of like splitting between a party scene and then kind of this girl being at home. That's like the thing that makes the most sense to me. So focusing on the girl at home? Maybe. I think like going between that and then, you know, her boyfriend who is at this party. So I think you could like, you could create a whole story around it and that could be kind of interesting. Like why he's at a party that she isn't also at, you know? That would make it more interesting, throwing a little backstory in there and things like that, adding a whole story to a single moment. Yeah. Exactly. So, Sammy. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 13, what would you rank this song? 13 the highest or 13 the lowest? Sammy, 13s are good things. The highest. Just checking. Just checking. Um... I mean, I don't hate the song. It's not one I gravitate to, but I don't hate the song. Um, I would probably give it like mm, a seven. Seven's my lucky number. I'll take it. <laughs> Steve. Mm, I'm going to go with a five just because, you know, to tell you the truth, even though I do have this deluxe CD, I swear I've probably only listened to this song like four times ever. Steve, don't feel bad. I forgot it existed until Grace requested us <laughs> okay. uh, a discussion about it. And I listened to it, and I I, I kind of liked it to some degree. You know, it was it was a good story, had a good meaning to it, and everything else like that. A little catchy, 
but I was like, why the heck do I never listen to this song? But I just guess I don't. Yeah, I haven't ever really figured out why I don't listen to it either. Is it the only song on the bonus tracks that you don't listen to, or did you not listen to any of them? I think I just don't listen to the bonus track in general because that requires me switching the the CD. <laughs> it's too much work for you. Uh, it's not too much work. It's just I just don't think to do it. Uh, Maya, what what do you think? Um, I think I'm gonna go with with Sammy and give it like a seven. So I like I like the song, and I think that sort of the message that that she's presenting is kind of is a good one like you know forgiveness and everything um and the chorus is pretty catchy like it's repetitive but it sticks in your brain so that's something i don't know like it's not my favorite i like it but i don't usually be like oh i really want to listen to girl at home right now like you know (laughs) diane um i feel like i'm with steve on this one i maybe listened to this song like six times in my life Diane has um, a lot of feelings about this song. Four of them <laughs> being tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's a subject matter that is very touchy, but it's also a good song that you know for all of the things that she means by it. But I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of a like a a topic that people don't want to think about that much, and so that's why I don't listen to it. Okay, I always have trouble ranking songs because I went into this discussion thinking like, oh, I never listened to this song. I must not like it. But then after we discuss it and really dig into the lyrics, I always have a bias towards it because I think all of Taylor's songs are well-written for what they are. But this particular song, I just, based on the fact I still don't think the music matches the story, I'd give it sort of a lower ranking. I'd have to say like a six. Does that make sense? Still yeah. higher than mine. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like we're all on like the same page here. Yeah, yeah we all kind of gave it a mid-range score because it is, in fact, well-written. It's just there's something about the song that, I don't know, people just, I don't know. I'm gl- really glad Grace likes it, though. Yeah. I'm sure there are yeah. other people that do love this song, so power to them. And I think if it would get played more often, may it had not been a bonus track, um, we probably would rank it higher. Yeah, but I don't know about that because there there's a bonus track that I think everyone and their mother knows and it was like it's a the big song I and did. it should have it should have been on the regular album. So, I don't know about that. Are are, are you talking about the moment I knew? I am. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. I was wondering what you were going at. But, I don't think I've listened to that one much either. No. Steve. Oh, my God. I listen yeah. to ours all the time. That you was need a bonus to listen track to on the album. You have to listen to the moment I knew. That song is... That song good. breaks your heart. That is that is good music right yeah. there. Actually, I'm with Steve on that, but again, I think it's because I just don't like switching the CD out. So then why didn't you put it on iTunes and just make one giant CD? That's too much work too, Sammy. On your phone, <laughs> so they're all there. Okay, okay, I'm going to put it all on my phone to make everyone happy. Oh, good. <laughs> so I hope everybody discussed... I can't even speak. I hope everybody enjoyed our discussion on girl at home and uh got a lot of insight out of it and learned a lot about the song before we wrap up the episode we have some mini segments to share with you submitted by you guys our listeners diane's going to give us the first one so this one comes from grace via email is that the same grace that requested the song yes oh how about that grace gets two in a row um she says you know you're a swifty when you name your new puppy after taylor that's so cute my cat's (laughs) named taylor swift he's a boy he's a little confused (laughs) Wait, you have a boy named Taylor Swift? Well, Taylor can I be do. a boy's name, too. It, yeah, but his is. full name, like, when you go to the vet, it's Taylor Swift. Uh, Grace's puppy is actually a boy also. <laughs> I learned Cute. that. And you want to know a really funny story about my cat really quick? He had a little had a little friend next door, a little red-headed cat, and it was a girl, and I named her Ed. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's a good name. Well, I had a girl dog named Kobe, like Kobe Bryant. How about that? There you go. That's a girl puppy with a boy name. And anyway, I'm off topic now. <laughs> so next one, Annabelle emailed in and said, you know you're a Swifty when you think Graham, Ed Sheeran's cat, and Meredith would make the cutest cat couple ever. I would totally ship this. They should have kittens. Except oh my God, for like, so cute. Graham is like a month old and Meredith is like a few years old. 
Meredith like, is like a mature lady. Meredith mature. is a cougar. She's yeah. like an older lady. I don't know if you guys are following the Twitter that Ed made for his I kitten. Am. I there's am. a few people who've tweeted him like, hey, this is my cat. Can she be your girlfriend? And he's like, I'm only a month old. Have some. I don't know. Like he just gets very offended by it. And it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Maya, can you give us the next one, please? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, okay, our next one is from Android on Twitter, who said, if Swifties ruled the world, we would get a holiday every month on the 13th. Okay, I would support that. That'd be Me fantastic. Too. That'd be nice. Day off work every month. Day off work, day off school. Celebrate the 13th of every month. That'd be perfect. Good times. I'll take it. <laughs> My turn? Yes. You know you're a Swifty when you cry tears of joy at watching Taylor performing all too well at the Grammys, but cry tears of disappointment when she didn't win Album of the Year, and when you swear you heard the presenter say red. Sad face. <laughs> Hopeless romantic 1213 from Taylor Connect. Oh. I think yeah. that was pretty much all of us. Yeah, I think so. It's like, it's like, like oh. oh my god, the performance was so good. Oh no, I'm so sad. Like Everyone's yeah. still so bitter over that. It I've was, tried to move on. I don't want to talk depressing. about the I just mostly that that gif of Taylor and Ed and her mom getting so excited and then getting so sad. It was just like But I think Oof. I think the best part was that someone in Club Red yesterday, we retweeted this, someone in Club Red yesterday said that they thanked Taylor for singing all too well at the Grammys and Taylor was like oh no problem like it was like nothing and like all the Swifties in the world melted into puddles she's (laughs) like oh yeah that was my Sunday (laughs) no big deal oh yeah I did that for you guys that was fun NBD (laughs) that was nice of me (laughs) it's funny okay our next one here comes from Emmy Jenk on Twitter and uh, you know you're a Swiftie when you're at your homecoming Daft Punk comes on and you refuse to dance because the wound is still fresh. I wouldn't dance to that uh, song either. How do you even dance to that song? That's like so robots. Weird. Yeah, you do the robot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like a bee. Sorry. <laughs> I did the best robot I could. Hmm. My turn again? Yup. You know you're a Taylor talker when you literally drop everything now and pat yourself on the back when Adam asks you into the Grammy episode of Taylor Talk. That's from Peyton on Ask.fm. Did I do that? I was just going to ask that. What, when did that happen? Oh, oh, I remember when we talked about um, how fans requested that Taylor do all too well and she did it. I said, everyone pat yourselves on the back because oh, we all made that happen. I see. I, see, I, see. Oh. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yes. Now I remember. Very That's clever, true. Peyton. Very clever. Thank you, Peyton, for actually uh, doing it. You're probably the only one, but thanks for that. <laughs> this next one comes from The Cruelest Way from Taylor Connect, and they say, if Swifties ruled the world, massive baking day would be a holiday. I yeah. love those days. <laughs> That's so awesome. Fun. I love all the holidays that uh, our listeners are making up for us right now. Are these like day off work and school holidays? Because that'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we should have like it. a special Swifty calendar, though. Like, oh I'm even God, surprised at Taylor's calendars. Like, oh, when Taylor, you know, one. they have all her calendars. They should have, like, the 13, like, you know, special on each month there or something I always like wondered why they don't have Taylor's birthday marked on those calendars. They I should. always write them in, but, like, come on now. <laughs> so, Steve, as uh, as you came up with the idea, I'm going to delegate a task to you. Come up with a Taylor calendar. Ooh. <laughs> I'll help Steve if you want. Perfect. Partners. Uh. All right. Next one is, you know you're a Swifty when you think sending your friend the lyrics of Story of Us after an argument is a good way to get her to stop ignoring you. This actually happened, though luckily I don't think she ever saw them. Even Taylor wouldn't have helped in this case. However, we did eventually become friends again, so it does have a happy story. Yay. Happy ending. That was from Emma Louise, who emailed us. Um, all right. And, oh, did you, was someone going to say something? No, I think Diane was just mmming. I was agreeing. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Our last one is from, uh, PC on Ask FM. If Swifties ruled the world, the clock would, um, wind up to, wind up, go up to 13 instead of 12. That would be a funky clock. 
Yeah. That's true. It does. 13, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. But the clocks itself, I think it's referring to a round clock. So we would get does an extra hour. anybody have a round clock? <laughs> my, my parents do in their house. They have like one of those grandfather clock type things. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. All right. Thank you to everybody who sent those in. Keep them coming. We love reading them. They're entertaining. They're awesome. And it's a way you guys get to participate in the show even further, which is super cool. One more segment before we go, though. What are Swifties listening to? Now, traditionally, this segment is used for smaller artists you may not have heard of to try and... um, you know, introduce you to people you haven't heard of. But in this case, we got a submission from Mariah who said Swifties are listening to Play It Again by Luke Bryan. It should most definitely be his next single, in my opinion, best song ever. And so I had to share Mariah's submission with you because I am a Luke Bryan fanboy and uh, (laughs) I support it. (laughs) Go listen to anything by Luke Bryan. I'm good with that. Sammy's like, yeah, I think you like him for a different reason. I cry when, um, I don't want this night to end comes on my radio. Oh, <laughs> I, I sing it, but I cry. Good. Yeah. Good uh, thoughts of him and Taylor singing that in Nashville. That's my favorite of his songs, actually, Sammy. Oh, no, me too. But yeah, Luke Bryan, go check him out. Thank you, Mariah, for submitting that. Remember, guys, if you want to participate in the show, there are many, many ways you can contact us. You can, of course, email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask us a question on Ask FM. All of those are username TaylorTalk13. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can call and leave us a voicemail or a text message to area code 240-31-SWIFT. And for the rest of the world, if you want to leave us a voicemail, just like Shania did earlier on the episode, you can go to TaylorTalk.org. There's a button on the side that says send voicemail. Leave us a voicemail there. We'd love to hear from you guys. Can't wait to hear from you. It's going to be awesome. Participate in these segments. It's a lot of fun. Love it. And remember, guys, we gave you a code word earlier in the episode to go enter our contest. Even if you missed the code word, you can go rewind and listen to it, and you'll get extra entries. Remember, visit TaylorTalk.org slash contest to enter. Ooh. You all done, Adam? I am. <laughs> Were you guys like bored listening to me? No, no was I was I was taking notes. No, but I almost forgot what the code word was and then I remembered it. Sammy, don't say it. No, no, no. It's secret. The only people that actually listen to the whole episode and the main discussion get to know the code word for five extra entries in the contest. So two links you guys have to remember. One, taylortalk.org slash contest, and then taylortalk.org slash contact, where it'll have all our contact methods. All right? We will see you guys all next week for episode 120. But for now, it is time to say goodbye. My name is Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.